welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Saturday of the fourth week of Lent. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who have prepared fitting helps for us in our weakness, grant, we pray, that we may receive their healing effects with joy and reflect them in a holy way of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. The Lord revealed it to me. I was warned. O Lord, that was when you opened my eyes to their scheming. I, for my part, was like a trustful lamb being led to the slaughterhouse, not knowing the schemes they were plotting against me. Let us destroy the tree in its strength. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, so that his name may be quickly forgotten. But you, the Lord of hosts, who pronounce a just sentence, who probe the loins and the heart, let me see the vengeance you will take on them, for I have committed my cause to you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, my God, I take shelter in you. Lord, my God, I take shelter in you. Lord God, I take refuge in you. From my pursuer, save me and rescue me, lest he tear me to pieces like a lion and drag me off with no one to rescue me. Lord, my God, I take shelter in you. Give judgment for me, Lord. I am just and innocent of heart. Put an end to the evil of the wicked. Make the just stand firm, you who test mind and heart, O just God. Lord, my God, I take shelter in you. God is the shield that protects me, who saves the upright of heart. God is a just judge, slow to anger, but he threatens the wicked every day. Lord, my God, I take shelter in you. Praise and honour to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy are they who have kept the word with a generous heart and yield a harvest through perseverance. Praise and honour to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Several people who had been listening to Jesus said, Surely he must be the prophet. And some said, He is the Christ. But others said, Would the Christ be from Galilee? Does not Scripture say that the Christ must be descended from David and come from the town of Bethlehem? So the people could not agree about him. Some would have liked to arrest him, but no one actually laid hands on him. The police went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why haven't you brought him? The police replied, There has never been anybody who has spoken like him. So the Pharisees answered, You have been led astray as well? Have any of the authorities believed in him? Any of the Pharisees? This rabble knows nothing about the law. They are damned. One of them, Nicodemus, the same man who had come to Jesus earlier, said to them, But surely the law does not allow us to pass judgment on a man without giving him a hearing and discovering what he's about. To this they answered, Are you a Galilean too? Go into the matter and see for yourself. Prophets, do not come a Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel which we have today is a continuation of the controversy which started yesterday. And if you remember yesterday, the central question was, where does Jesus come from? Because knowing where he comes from helps us to know who he is and what he's come to accomplish. Now, the great revelation that Jesus makes to his believers is that he has come from the Father. And as a consequence, he is the Son. And what he has come to accomplish is the work that the Father has given him. Now, this is the deep truth about where Jesus comes from, who he is, and what he's come to do. But you can see the argument, it falls at a different level. They're not asking about who he is in the depth of his being, who he is spiritually. They're asking, where do you come from literally? And so the first point they say is that, well, we have from the prophet Malachi a prophecy about the Messiah that says, look, he's going to come so quickly that you don't know where he comes from. We, we know this text. We hear this often enough. And the Lord you are seeking will suddenly enter his temple. And the angel of the covenant whom you are longing for, yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Well, we get here the sense that the Messiah is going to come so quickly that you don't know where he comes from. And that's what happened yesterday. They said, well, we know where this guy comes from. He comes from Galilee. So therefore, he can't be the Messiah. Well, now we see this same argument operating once again, but from a different perspective. This time... They use a different argument. Well, we know where the Messiah is going to come from. The Messiah is going to come from Bethlehem. And this references a prophecy from the prophet Micah. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, the least of the clans of Judah, out of you will be born for me the one who is to rule over Israel. And so the opponents of Jesus use the same argument, but in a different sense. Well, you can't be the Messiah because we know where the Messiah does come from. He comes from Bethlehem and you're a Galilean. Now, obviously, they don't seem to know the twist 
that Jesus, though he was raised in Nazareth, in fact, was born in Bethlehem. What we see happening here is that the opponents of Jesus are so blind that not a glimmer of light can penetrate the darkness of their minds. They know with absolute certainty who Jesus is. He's a Nazarene and that's all. One of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, we we know Nicodemus from different encounters. Earlier on in the gospel, when Nicodemus came to Jesus by night in secret because he wanted to talk to him. And then, of course, we're going to see Nicodemus in a couple of weeks' time when he is the one who asks Pontius Pilate to remove Christ's body from the cross. But here we see Nicodemus kind of in the middle of his spiritual path. And Nicodemus says, well, shouldn't we let the man speak for himself. He comes with an openness. He comes with a willingness to hear Jesus' voice. He comes with a willingness to entertain the possibility that Christ may be more than a measured quantity, more than just a country bumpkin from Galilee. The attitude of Jesus' opponents is really on display when they attack Nicodemus for simply saying, well, let's be a little bit open and ask Jesus to speak for himself. They respond to him, are you a Galilean too? Are you just being loyal to the tribe? Go into the matter and see for yourself. Prophets do not come out of Galilee. And you can almost see them with clenched fists saying, prophets do not come out of Galilee. But what's curious about that statement is it's actually wrong. There are prophets that do come from Galilee. The prophet Jonah from Galilee. And perhaps the greatest of all the prophets, Elijah. He's born in Galilean territory too. Their hatred of Jesus has blinded them. Their presupposition about where Jesus comes from has blinded them to the possibility of who Jesus really is is. Now, I think the spiritual principle that we can really glean from this is that if we want to know who Christ is, we need to adopt Nicodemus's principle. Well, you need to let him speak for himself. And that's what is the path that leads to faith. Just let Jesus speak for himself. Open up your heart even just a little, and entertain the words of Christ. If we do that, we grow in faith. If we do that, we can put ourselves on the same path. We can put ourselves on the same spiritual path as Nicodemus that started from him seeing Jesus at night so that no one would know that he was going to see him to having the courage to ask Pontius Pilate of all people, for the body of Jesus. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy 
we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For, For the, the kingdom, kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need, and we are sure you will provide, so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and to do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows, to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father. Amen.